0: Ah, yeah, cool. And a shower head, big knife. Is that Psycho? Okay. Dancing lady. Are are those wolves? Dances with wolves? They kind of look more like foxes. Or a hedgehog. Okay, what's this? Uh, A radio. Another wolf slash fox. And lots of people. Radio fox group. Radio
1: wolf bunch. Radio Wolfgang.
0: Radio Wolfgang emoji title, I love it. Smiley, love, heart, eyes, winky, kiss. Hello, this is for with Yeah, we're back on air.
2: The gold's down, but we don't care. We're mobile now, we're everywhere, yeah. What well, if I get this lane or I'm I'm in this and focus,
0: focus Come on, come on, go there. Come on, Trey, come on. This is gonna be
3: big. Here it is then. This is it for the gold medal. The Next 30 seconds is gonna be a new world champ. <laughs>
2: Brother and sister, to have to look up at me and say, "Oh, I want to be like Trey or better."
0: Come
3: on, Trey, come on. Make some noise for Trey White!
0: <laughs> come on, Trey, come
3: on.
1: This is um, Community Champion. don't know if you can see it. Most of these certificates I'm most proud of. Moved to South London when I was 18. I, and then... Um, I moved back to Tottenham for, for a while in 1993. Then I came back to here in 2002. Because I'm a somebody in South London. I'm the B M X fan in South London. we South London, i am a nobody. As a child, I liked the Tour de France cycling and Eastway Cycle Circuit in East London Open, which is now the Olympic Park. Back then it was Eastway Cycle Circuit. In 1974, um, Eddie Merckx, famous Eddie Merckx raced on it and that inspired me to do cycling. But my parents couldn't afford a bicycle for all five of us. So as a child growing up in Tottenham, I knew what it's like to be deprived because I never had a bike. I never dreamt of stealing one because my father was very too strict. So wh- when I came to South London, I got my dream job at the Royal Mail. as a a young postman, riding bike delivering telegrams. I started Brixton cycling club in 1981 and one of the young members of the cycling club, Melvin Warren, he took me to Earl's Court Motorbike Show and I saw indoor BMX racing. I thought I found heaven. I thought I found... I knew it was the answer. when i first started the bmx club i didn't have a bmx bike this youngsters created a bmx second bmx bike for me i think they stole the bike the bike and the parts but i didn't, I didn't look a gift horse in the mouth so um they created a bike for me and because some of the time we went by train, whereas we ride to the station, usually Clapham Junction, get on the train, at the other station at the other end, we ride to the track, when, then they have their races. Then we do the same, the reverse journey, ride to the station on the train, we go home. In the 80s, it took over my life, literally. I didn't have time for girlfriends and, and that, so um, I, le- I let it take over my life. I did race. I even raced people like Andy Ruffell when I was be pro at Rumford. But the closest I got to them was the start gate, when the start gate dropped. They left me. It was good those days. I started the revival of BMX in London. I organised everything, even giving the youngsters their letters, telling them when the race was on. I rode on my BMX bike to each of their addresses instead of posting the letters. And it's grown ever since. CK was our first head coach, and Suffolk Council liked what he was doing at Brockle Park. So they gave him funding to revive the old 80s Peckham BMX track, which is in slap bang in the middle of Peckham, Backstreet Peckham. Some of our riders, like Trey White, went with them to start Peckham BMX Club. <sighs> Pretty.
0: Focus. Come on, go back. Come on, Trey, come on. Kelly. Yes! formula in my head. You know, you have coaches and then you have coaches and I'm the coaches.
3: Come on, last corner. These guys are coming. Come on. Stop showing off! Stop showing up. To the line. To the line. To the line. That's the one
0: us to win all those titles on that small track, we must have been doing something a bit special.
3: Come on, hold it together now! One, two, one, two! Come on, train! Come on, come on! You gotta move it now! You gotta move! That's it! All the way! Woo. Yes!
2: Oh, uh, first meeting C.K. There was obviously he was at Brixton at first, and the track was quite big. Um, and we was only doing training every Sunday, whether it was raining, whether it was snowing. That like he expected us there, and and I, and I turned up. I enjoyed it. But when you first like first member C.K. is just like like a stern guy that like you um you're tired, but he's still making you go. Like I, I think I cried quite a few times during training. And other people would be sick, and he's like, Come on, get back on. There's no way you're gonna get better. And obviously, he's a fair guy, but his mentality is you work hard, you win, you work hard, you win, And, and, and that's why we're as good as we are, I think.
0: That was my buzz to see if these kids could really take
2: the pressure
0: of CK Flash. Yes! First time ever. That was the main thing, because I would be up knowing that, yes. Let me see these youngsters that won't be doing nothing. If they want to really do pass the test, let's see if they're going to meet me at 8 o'clock at the track in Brixton when I first started in the snow and see if they're going to turn I eyes to wrap up and stand up the hill. If you was like one minute late, you'll get like 200 press-ups and everything. So you don't want to be late with me. Or if he was really late, I'll just say go on. And I think um, that was the, the aim of the game. And um, it worked.
3: That's why it crashed twice. <laughs> me.
0: Seeing them actually get up and see them like all yeah. oh, hungry. <laughs> what were we going to do today? And I'll say, alright, cool, you're all here. Let's do this. Oh, you know, like, oh, this is gonna be hard. They always when they saw me coming like some weeks they're not coming they think ah CK's not not too bad and then maybe if I'm maybe I'm always there on time but I might just sit on the corner and just watch them from far and see them all turning and I walk over and the other coaches say ah you should have heard them when they heard you coming over like they're thinking oh we're going to do hard work today but um, like anything in life um, if you don't do hard work then you don't gain do you nothing in life is easy
2: I lived like in three, four different places in South East London and um, which are all quite known for uh, to be bad places, but I went to school in the middle of Peckham. It's not as bad as people say, I guess, but it depends it depends what you get yourself into. I mean, being a bit younger and and going to races where in nationals where everyone's from around the other of England. It's like he's from Peckham or Oh, he thinks he's bad or he's a gangster or something like People's like, Oh, don't mess with him, me. he's from Peckham and stuff, or have you been stabbed before? That's a that's a that's a big question, I haven't been stabbed before, and it's just, like... That's obviously just stereotypes. But at the same time, I have seen people... have seen someone get stabbed before. You see the odd, like, fights and you do see the odd, like, gangs, and if you don't get yourself involved with it, then a lot of the times it doesn't come back to you. To be honest, it's not really a good area, but if you stick with the right crowd, you get somewhere. If you stick with the wrong crowd, you go down the wrong road. Bad stuff nothing. Everyone's scared, like, that's just me, the, scared. The streets are very sticky. Very sticky in <laughs> the than it's true, man. because of them, because we got nothing to do. What we got to do? Go on the street, what else? What's we got to do? They give nothing for us, they've got nothing for us to do.
0: We've had gangs come here through other kids, and when they see us, they just know this is not that place. When they see us, because we, most of us, most probably know gang members, but the bigger gang members know us and respect what we do. So even if the younger guys come, they can see that we've got that rapport where you don't be coming here with that attitude because we'll be slapping that down. Yeah. And that's basically, you know, what we're about. Zero tolerance. We're trying to make sure that they're good on the streets. Do you understand? It's not like, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't maybe come around here or you couldn't go to places like Brixton or like mention Peckham. Uh, But now, you know, it's getting modernised. There's people moving into the area. There's new flats being built. Um, We just hope that some of the old residents get to stay here and enjoy. Now there's millions being invested into the area. I'm maybe changing maybe half a percent of the whole of the UK. But at least I know that that half a percent is not causing trouble out on the streets and they're not getting involved in gangs. And some of them says when certain gangs see them, they could tell them the way they're moving, that they're in a different kind of movement. So those gangs like, ah, leave him, he's all right. He's doing his own thing, you know. Uh, Because in London, there's a lot of this postcode kind of stuff where one group can't go to the next street. And, you know, I've had questions with a few of them and they said, you know, the the gang's, ask me what am I on, which is what you're doing. And you say, well, I'm just racing BMX. And they say, I don't worry about him. He's all right. He ain't involved in all this. So um, for me, I'm not just changing kids' lives, but we're saving lives. If they've got somewhere to come, like Peck and BMX in Burgess Park, they can't be involved in all that, especially because we run our programme three to four days a week. So really there's a lot of time to kind of idle about. And when you've been somewhere four days a week, you kind of just come back on your day off because it's like where you hang out. It's like your, your youth club, uh, but we're a youth club with with a difference. We've got an aim, we've got a goal, and I've got the vision, and we're looking to make champions. And we've continued to make champions over the past ten years. Okay, I
1: need to get that pedal going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Doing BMX CK changed, um, I think, not just me, but a lot of people's perspective on stuff, 100%, because you don't really have nothing to focus on and, and, and you're not really into anything, but then you get, a bit, get to BMX and you're into it. But the only way you can get the focus that you want or get as good as you want is by working hard, and, and CK shows you that. His famous quotes are, you, you turn up late for here, you're going to be late for work, you're going to be late for this, how are you going to make a living? And that's famous from CK, so... You learn, you learn that stuff as you go along, that you need to be early, you need to be on time to get the best out of your training sessions, to be the best. And that training, that mentality from training helped me because you can go to training all you want, but you might not try 100%. But whereas if I used to go training with my dad and it was raining and I'd be like, oh, I can't be asked. I'm still there, I'm still going to get wet, so I might as well get the most out of it. Took a long while to realise, hang on, I need to sleep well, I need to eat well, I need to train hard. All of that's going to make a big package. Um... But after a while, you get used to it and then things get more real, you get faster, people start to get kicked off the programme because they're not making what they need to do and it it becomes surreal and you realise, that hang on, this is my job and this is, it's not, oh, I'm just here with my mates, this, this is, like, school time and you need to get serious. When I first started, I didn't really know that much about BMX. I just used to watch, obviously, BMX videos, and I've always wanted—I always wanted to be that good. But I never really sat down and thought, "I'm gonna—I'm gonna be the best." At the beginning, just because I don't think BMX was that established. Like it was only in, in the Olympics in 2008. I watched it on on TV, and 2008 was the year. I think I was 15 that year, and I won the British Championships, and I realized that I can actually do do this. right.
0: When these kids leave London, like they leave the areas, you'll find that they um, they go to races like in Gravesend or Manchester or Scotland with us, they're seeing a different kind of life. They're thinking, wow, we've had to like be all hard up in Peckham and all that. But when we come up here, everybody's like, oh, hey up Chop, how are you doing? You're from Peckham and you know, if you go to Manchester they talk a different language and they're like, Wow, like this is alright and then because they win races, then you find that um, The crowd from the BMX races, which could go into the thousands, they know who they are, so they become their own little celebrity. Oh, how you doing, Solomon? And how you doing, Kevon? And they thinking that's Kevon Bailey. Yeah, he won last week. And you understand? So then they see a different light. And then they come away and they think, this is what Peck and BMX is about. The main thing is that we are doing something quality, for the youngsters and once the kids can see that you're doing something quality and they know they can get a benefit out of it and move forward in life and be somewhere where they're safe it's like a community hub here it's like a the local sports club or the local youth club that you that, uh, that you see so many of them shutting down so we've gone from not just a bmx track and a club someone said it to me today it's like a it's an emotion when you come here we've got a special thing going
3: Announce that whoever's flying the drone above the track at the minute, if you could just take it away, please. We would be very grateful. Thank you very much. So uh, we're on to the seven-year-old boys. We have to get racing, Troy Weaver, Andover, Kyle Summerfield, DC Cycles, James Chambridge. Oh, yes, squirm. Max tracks the max MaxTracks.co.uk, as well, MTV MTB Bikes, Gabe Simpson. And BMX Revolution have got Jaden Fletcher. Stack Racing, Ashton Coos. And on the
2: 323,
3: three, out of his home track at Peckham, they're going to make some noise for Xander Wrights. turned on the turbo charges and he's heading into turn number one so the local boy looking for a win one rider down in that turn let's have a look Gabe Simpson he's in there for two that's looking like Jaden Fletcher in there in three, Wild Bull's in there in four, Weaver's in there in five but it's all about Zander right from Peckham he has absolutely blown away from the rest of them I don't think Gabe it's going to get close enough. Peckham, make some noise for your boy as he comes down this final straight. Thunder right, taking the lead on his home him, Peckham, him, you can't get him.
2: As long as you got a bike and, and you got a helmet and it's running nicely, like running well enough, you can. What's stopping you from going out and training like Obviously, there's people who have different BMX tracks, but we we did what we did on a on a small BMX track. And there's a road out there you can go and do sprints on. And when you're old enough, you can go and find a gym, and that's all that's needed, to be honest. If you can ride a track now and again, and I think people, you just need to make the most out of the you bend out. And obviously, people, some people, you go to racing and people used to turn up with big caravans, and you think, oh, we love you like that, and we'll be intense and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're still getting on the same gate and we're still racing, so. Like, when when you get on the gate, none of that really matters. And I knew that i have been training hard for this winter. I'll I'll go out in the snow doing sprints when I was younger. And when I get on the gate, I knew for a fact that some of them people weren't doing that. So for me, it was like, oh, well, I'm going to beat you. It might be a bit harder, but obviously you have to work harder and I think the reward is much better. Pro-training. The wind's on your back down the first straight.
0: Power. Feels good. Focus. Yes! First time ever. Right here this morning. Getting the boy ready. Send the frame over, baby.
2: I tend to think about it too much, I think, like, in the night before bed, I'd be like, I'll be going through races in my mind, that, like, oh, I could be here, what if I get this lane, or... okay, right,
3: random start.
2: And I think I, I might lose a bit of sleep, but Focus. obviously, I think quite a lot of people do.
3: Come on, Trey!
0: Trey's always had a lot of skill. The only thing I would say with Trey was it took a little bit of time for him to get to believe in himself, to know that he could win.
2: And I guess I just go through the race in my mind a bit get some good races under my butt to think yeah like I'm, I'm in this and focus, focus. now you've got to get like a good lap time to have a good lane pick so you want to focus on getting out and staying clean like having a clean lap to get a decent lane pick for the next race
0: we had to really work on his head to tell him look we know you've got the ability you just got to believe in yourself and it will all come together
3: Coming. Boy, they are going at it hard and fast, and it's exciting. Turn alive! Turn
2: alive! Turn alive! That's the one! I want to be in control. I want to just, like, be calm and get on the gate and, and know what I need to do.
0: It's just like any kid, you know, they just have their doubts, don't they? But um, I think things have to happen in life for certain people to realise certain situations. I won't say what situations, but, you know, Trey's been... He's not had the, the best ride to the top where he is now, hence why he knows he needs to perform. And maybe sometimes with some people, that works better than having it put on a plate.
2: I'm here with British Cycling and they fund you to go to a lot of races, but at the time I wasn't doing as great as I was meant to be and as I wanted to and as British Cycling wanted me to do. So um, they didn't send me to the race, they didn't pay for me, but off my own back and a bit of help from CK, um, I just I made my own way there, I flew there by myself and caught train or whatever. I met CK on the other side and just going into the race, it was just... I'm, I've already paid, I'm just going to do what I can.
0: And he'd done it on his own back, but he knew he had to do it or, you know, it would have been back to the drawing board.
2: And then getting into it, I, I think I got a bit more confident through the day and I realised, hang on, I paid my money, I'm here. Um, I can do this. And it was just me on my own back and I think it was like old times. And I think I just I just believed in myself a lot more than I, than I, than I did before and I think that, that helped a lot.
0: I even said to him, I said, you know what, I could have helped you a lot more on that run-up when I heard what was going on, but I just gave you enough so you could get there and get to, and so you had that, when you got on that gate, you just thought, I've come all this way and I'm going to win because I have to win.
1: That'd be great, dude. That would be the ice and the cake, focus, really. Focus, Because I know he started off at Brixton. Mm. They all all did, really. You you name it, in South London, they all started off at Brixton. It makes me happy, yeah. And I'm proud of um, CK, who's now an even bigger fish in the sport than I am now. Because look at the Burgess Park track, that speaks for itself. It's amazing what he's done. He was one of the good ones. But as a youngster himself, I took him racing. When he was 11 years old. So that's how far we go back.
0: Focus, focus. I
1: haven't ridden on the on a BMX track since I retired from the sport of BMX racing in 1990. I'm scared. I'm scared of breaking my bones. Nah, not on the track, nah. Maybe one day I'll be inspired to get on my bike.
0: Focus, focus.
2: I want my little brother and sister to be able to look up at me and say, "Oh, I want to want to be like Trey or (laughs) better."
3: ready? One everybody ready? now
0: Come on, Trey, come on.
3: Make some noise for Trey White! <laughs> Come on, three, come
0: on. Bikes are bodies in all directions. ready,
2: Champion Machine is a Radio Wolfgang production produced by Hannah Walker-Brown. The executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. This programme featured Ken Floyd, DJ CK Flash, world number three Trey White, on, Trey. and the riders of Peckham BMX. To find out more about the club, visit www.peckhambmx.co.uk. To the line! To the line,
3: to the line! That's the one!
0: Yeah. It's big. Trey White. Can do it, innit?